Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Bad people, welcome to our show. Anyone who want to learn more about marketing, welcome. Today we are going to discuss how you can measure your marketing results, how to calculate KPI, many other metrics that concerns and very important, especially today when competition is extremely high at any niche and you need to find the right strategy. You need to analyze what kind of results you need to get. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Howard Wolpoof. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. A big pleasure. Wanna learn more, you know, for me, I'm I'm student on this life. I need to learn. <laughs> and many people think that I have this podcast to grow my business. Yeah, I have this goal as well, but I'm learning, keep learning every single day. Howard, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Sure. And, and I agree with you because I always feel that there's a floor, but no ceiling when it comes to how much you can actually learn within your industry or other industries. Yeah. I think learn, learning is something that's uh, that's lifelong. But I am a, uh, a, a business marketing solutionist. I work with small business owners who've uh, having challenges with revenue, with their marketing, with their business overall, and really help give them the right strategies to see the kind of growth that they've been looking for. I think what I found is the biggest challenge is that most small business owners never went to school to be a small business owner. They learned to be an employee. So tackle that too, trying to grow a business and run a business, it really makes things very challenging to, uh, to, to kind of generate that type of growth that people are looking for without the right guidance to help them do that. Mm -hmm. Nice. You mentioned this word, uh, the right strategy. I love this word because I see when companies use generic strategies, they usually check competitors and try to replicate their marketing methods. Uh, but it doesn't work like this because uh, all companies have their strong selling proposition, uh, unique selling proposition, strong sites. So can you tell how to find the right strategy for small businesses? Well, it really is not always a, a one size fits all kind of situation. You really have to find the right solution for yourself. Your business within, within one industry could be very different than four or five other what seem to be similar ones that you really need to find what is the issues that you are dealing with and what your challenges are. Uh, some of the things that you need to look at, it really is how are people viewing you and you have to get into the mindset of the prospect as opposed to, it's not just this is how I wanna portray myself, but it's how looking at the prospect and see how they may see you. And that comes from how they uh, their impression of your website, whether you're speaking to them when they get there, a lot of websites will talk about me. I am great. I'm the best plumber there is. These are the things that I do, as opposed to speaking to the challenges that your prospect may have. And they really come in with two different thoughts in their heads. They really are trying to get addressed. There's a problem they have they don't want and a result they want they don't have. And if you're able to start addressing that as soon as they get to the website, then they're going to want to do a little more research and figure out more and hopefully become a prospect. And there's different ways to do that. But if you're not speaking to them, they're going to go jump and try to find it somewhere else because truthfully, they're on a journey and the journey is not directly to find you. It's a benefit to you if you are able to be found. Mm -hmm. Nice. You highlight one mistake that I often see when I analyze LinkedIn accounts and I often get this request. Please check 
my LinkedIn account and I often see accounts that are selfish. You know, they want to highlight how they are great. Owners of these accounts are great, but nobody cares. You know, everyone wants to become great. And your goal is to highlight how you can help to become your customer great. Can you tell how to do it? Because you mentioned that uh, about this, uh, that uh, uh, companies often highlight uh, the greatest, I don't know, or to tell about products, but we need to think about customers, how these products can help to decide their problems, uh, decide, simplify their lives, many other things. So can you tell how to do it? <laughs> well, it's some of it is fairly simple. You really are trying to address those two questions that people have in their head. And it's, it's not a crime to highlight your successes and your strengths. And there are ways to do the about page is the perfect place for that because they really are looking more about you. Tell me about you at that point. They're seeking that information out. But to have that be the, the primary piece, if you, if you open up a website and it's just text, talk about how, the things that you do is not going to always grasp in the mind of the prospect of what they're looking for. So that's really the, the first and foremost right there. It's, it's, it's that impression, but it's also all the impressions that you give uh, outside the website. It's how the phone is answered. It's how the emails are uh, responded and received to. It's how they walk into a uh, into establishment, the customer service that goes along with that. Every little bit goes a long way because as we've seen now, people will react to everything. And uh, I, I was uh, this morning looking at a, uh, a video of somewhat absurd uh, Yelp and, and other types of, uh, of comments that people made about businesses when, unfortunately, they were – it really wasn't what the business was doing. It was just their the, whatever mood the person was in writing it. So people that are going to make judgments. You want to make sure you have your best foot forward no matter what at all purposes and all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, interesting. Uh, you know, when I think about the topic how to measure marketing results, um, I often see when companies uh, chase uh, vacuum metrics like traffic, uh, likes, comments, uh, something else. And uh, I usually tell them you don't need more traffic. You need more sales <laughs> because uh, traffic is not created equal. Some traffic can bring results. Some traffic can't. And I remember when I spoke with a webmaster who lost uh, 400,000 traffic, but he didn't lose any sales. So he got a lot of traffic. And for me, it's hard to imagine uh, when you spend so much time and resources to get this traffic, but uh, this traffic didn't bring any sales. So can you tell how to find the right metrics uh, that covers sales funnel and uh, satisfy user intent? Well, you kind of have to be strategic again in what you're doing. Again, that's the whole concept of measurable marketing. You're not just taking marketing ideas and throwing it up on a wall and seeing what sticks like spaghetti. It's really having these ideas and then really measuring the uh, the, the the results to see whether this is the direction you'd be going in. So really, it's a smart methodology and smart stance for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timed. And then you are really setting realistic goals in, uh, in, in what you're doing. So specific objectives might be with regard to likes. Increase your likes monthly by 10%. That's, that's setting up a goal to do that. And obviously, you have to do certain things on social media to generate those types of likes. But, that, but, but it's something realistic. You can test and see whether you're getting results or something. Uh, measurable 
you want to then measure. So, for example, if you're working on videos and blog, and, and now, now you're measuring the type of comments that you're you're getting in in this. Actionable is really having a uh, a set plan of how, what kind of increases you're looking to receive on a monthly basis. Scheduling it like you do a uh, a um, a sales uh, tracking report. Uh, being realistic of what you are trying to do. So, uh, being realistic is is. I want to I want to create commercials that may help my business, but I'm not going to be able to create a Super Bowl commercial because that's going to cost six million dollars, and it's national when I have a local uh, establishment. So you may you really need to be realistic in what you are doing, and uh, and timed would be the last one, and uh, you you really want to figure out the right times to approach people when when people are are viewing things. And to uh, to get the best results from the uh, your your uh, your marketing efforts uh, within them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Uh, our main topic about small businesses. So, guys, if you uh, work in <laughs> big businesses, you can listen other episodes. But but I think many things uh, are the same. So, uh, can you tell how small businesses can compete with big brands, uh, popular brands that have resources uh, that have almost everything authority trust many other aspects they deserve that that's okay but uh, anyway if uh, small businesses have high quality products what they need to do can you tell uh, how to find the right way of competition with big brands again it, it really goes brand by brand item by item with uh, with business by business with this uh, there, there is a lot of challenge if you're trying to go up against a big brand but there are also uh, unique ways uh, and approaches to do this I think TikTok is, is such an amazing place if you can really get in the right rhythm of it because people do watch certain things religiously and whether you're just you're, uh, you're telling the story of your item, it, it, it shouldn't just be a commercial. There are people there who, who are that I see on a daily basis and people going to by the millions because they've created a storyline and people like to follow it. So using that method uh, you you can find ways to compete against bigger national brands and uh, and create a, a niche yourself. Again, it's being realistic. You're not going to make a billion dollars a year like uh, like like oh like actually Walmart might make a billion dollars a day from uh, something I just saw on uh, on television a couple of days ago. But if you're realistic with what your your goals are and set them incrementally, you can really grow uh, your business and your specific item to uh to revenue levels that you're trying to to achieve mm-hmm. yeah by the way i recommend to anyone to be patient and you can earn in one great day you know a billion dollar <laughs> but to focus uh to your priorities be patient to grow step by step start small and grow uh step by step yeah and you mentioned about tiktok it's interesting you know i removed this app on my smartphone let me explain why uh i don't know how but tiktok learned everything that i like so if i s- open tiktok i can watch these funny videos uh, for two hours you know i can't stop watching them <laughs> and i usually uh, did it uh, in the restroom uh, where i can spend like a few minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes but yeah but when i get back i keep watching these videos and i don't know how but tiktok tiktok provides a good job to share content 
that people love it. That's why we have this uh, high retention on TikTok. And uh, can you tell about uh, creating content that uh, concerns your uh, target audience? You know, because yeah, content is still king, but we need to create personalized content. Uh, and especially today when we have AI, you, you can create a lot of content with AI, but it's generic. It's generic, nothing special. By the way, uh, I use AI. I use AI a lot, but uh, I don't overuse AI. <laughs> so can you tell your methods how to use AI to create great content? Well, first things first is when it comes to content, you want to figure out where your audience is. So mm -hmm. if you, yeah. you don't want to spend a lot of time on what should continue to be called Twitter, uh, if your audience isn't there, you, you want to find the right places on social media or uh, to, to do that or really help find things using that content to drive to your website. But AI is pretty amazing. I've, I've been utilizing uh, ChatGPT for a number of different things over the last couple of days. Um, I had a, the, someone ask me an opinion on a resume and I just threw their resume piece by piece into ChatGPT and rewrote it for them. And it's a whole different experience that uh, that uh, will hopefully get them moving in a, in a and actually used it for a uh, was working on an invitation yesterday and coming up with 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 great ideas. It's the the wonderful thing about AI or ChatGPT in, in in that respect is that it really does bring in all these different resources. You can be well read, well learned, well experienced, but you're not going to have access to all those types of uh, of resources that writing a one sentence request in can really give you a, a real bounty of, a, of an answer to, uh, to 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 help with your written content or even come up with with concepts of, of different themes of videos to to create and then move forward and, and implement those onto your social media sites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, AI works well if you fit with the right data. For example, I edit a lot and on AI and we use press releases. Um, it's like, it's the main link building strategy that we usually use. And we got mentioned on CNN, Business Insider. By editing on ChatGPT, we didn't generate context uh, on AI because uh, you can't get unique content. But if you fit with the right data, <laughs> just edit content, you can get great results. And yep. uh, the right prompts, it's better to use uh, about your audience or publications. For example, I usually ask ChatGPT, please edit for big publications like Forbes, CNN. <laughs> and that's why we got this link without even editing. Before ChatGPT, I spent a lot of resources to edit my content. Right now, I can save this money. Uh, and ChatGPT provides a good job with editing. But if I ask to generate from scratch, I'm not sure that you can get great results. It's like to ask, how to play guitar, how to lose weight, many other things. So you can get generic answer. And I want to ask about creativity. Today, we have a lot of content, a billion pieces of content, probably mm -hmm. every single day. I don't remember exactly the number, but only on WordPress, like three, 500 million pieces of content. If we touch all social media, a lot of content and people don't need all this content. Um, most content are ignored and nobody cares about this content. So can you tell how to stand out from the rest? Because, you know, I love learning marketing books and many of them tell you need to be creative, you need to become creative. So can you tell how to become 
creative, especially today when we have AI? Well, what I found is the one of the more important things is being yourself and that yeah. creative, creativity kind of comes out. Now, granted, this doesn't apply for everyone. Everything. There are people who, who may not have the presence for video. Um, but there are people who are have a little quirky, that just have fun piece of their personality. And when they put on video, they may not see how great they are on video. And sometimes it takes that second opinion, third opinion to say, you know what, this is really good. Just talk and be yourself and be real. And that helps a, uh, it's really helped in part of the branding as well, because a lot of these smaller businesses, the individual business owner is the brand and they need to be out there a little bit more and they can create a following and an interest, which will then generate into clicks on their website and prospecting and sales if they if they make that effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you uh, being yourself, then nobody can copy you, <laughs> and you, you are creative on that way. Yeah, uh, it's the best asset. And uh, you mentioned that you need to find where your audience is. And for example, uh, I spoke with a few companies and uh, for example, if some uh, of these companies have the audience on Instagram, but they don't like Instagram uh, uh, and if they want to become themselves, I mean, like uh, 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 to stay being uh, themselves. So can you tell? What to do then? Because I see when companies burn out, for example, uh, they can't get results for a long time, uh, give up uh, and uh, leave marketing channels. And for me, uh, I, I don't think that some channels don't work. It depends on uh, your approaches, methods, execution. Uh, and that's why I usually tell, of course, in the first stage, you need to be yourself. The second to find where your audience is uh, and to think, can you be yourself? in the place where your audience is. Uh, can you tell more about that? <laughs> well, it's there's a lot to learn from other people and clicking around and finding certain resources um, from different parts of the country. You really don't want to copy someone. So if you are, I, I always use plumbers as my example. If you're a plumber in Jacksonville, Florida, and you're watching what Joe the plumber, who also is in Jacksonville, Florida, is doing, you probably don't want to be copying the same thing that they're doing. It, eventually, it, it won't look well upon you. But there's others you can be influenced by from around the country and take some thought into, into some of the things that, that they're doing and, and put it into play. Um, I've always believed that that copying is a great form of flattery. Depends on just how you do it. So you have to uh, you kind of want to find the right pieces. And if you find that you're trying and trying and nothing is working, there are a lot of resources out there that can help you move the needle and, and move forward. So there are a lot of, of experts out there on Instagram, on TikTok, on running your business that uh, can really help you move forward and, and to start generating the results and revenues you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I open your LinkedIn account because I love opening LinkedIn accounts and I love your quote, inspiring business owners to believe in their business. Can you tell about this belief? Uh, what does it mean? I mean, like, do you need to believe in your products, business, or your goal, any, anything about that? <laughs> well, I will uh, attest and admit to being a big Ted Lasso fan. So that's really where the, the concept came from. Um, and there's a lot of things you can learn from Ted Lasso and, and what he uh, says and teaches in his show. But that's a part of the problem. Business people weren't didn't go to college to learn how to be a business owner. They learned how to be an employee. So a lot of people don't 
really fully understand how to be a business owner and in turn get very frustrated with their business and becomes a burden that they can't walk away from. And so trying to find different ways to love your business again, to believe in your business, to believe in yourself in the process is very important because it a lot of a lot of challenges can happen if you are feeling negative, if, 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 if your business is, is creating depression for you and frustration, uh, you lose some of that, uh, that spark in your personality and, and it shows and people feel it. But if you're able to figure out how to find it again and get that energy, that will help in the implementations of, of more than just communication, but, but uh, really having a skip in your step and, and, and putting things back into gear for your business. So, uh, so having that belief in yourself and belief in your business is extremely important and extremely important to find if you lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I want to read your bio as well, uh, small business owners and, uh, hire me to develop and implement measurable marketing objectives and to rebuild their business confidence and competence. Can you tell about this, uh, confidence so some businesses can lose confidence uh, because of what uh, what factors can uh, impact to that well results results uh, are gonna really affect people positively or negatively if sales are down if you're not creating prospects if you see uh, the revenues are not moving the where you want to if you've set a, uh, a sales goals for the month the quarter and the year and you're not hitting them that really does affect the future and the present and the future of the business but also the uh just the, the 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 morale and momentum uh for each individual that's involved as well so you really have to figure out how to grow people's confidence and 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 let them focus on certain things and rebuild what uh what's necessary when, when i work with my clients as a, as really as a a, mar a marketing solutionist and business coach i'm setting up a checklist and we go through the good and the bad and the ugly of what the business is and then we set up the checklist and we're working to check things off this checklist and it's a working document so you may check off three things that now are working properly but that now opened up two things that we didn't see the, at the beginning and we add that to the list and it's always figuring out how to grow, how to better the business, how to better yourself as a, as a business owner and, uh, and, and boss, depending on uh, the size of the business. And, uh, and really trying to get that confidence. And, and, and that will help with the competency of the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned about focus on important things, necessity things. And yeah, I, I think it's very important uh, because, for example, um, I personally have a hundred things that I can do in one day, hundred things, but I have no time and resources to do a hundred things. So I need to prioritize. I need to focus on something that it's important for me and neglect or delegate the rest. If I can delegate them, I neglect that's okay because you can't do anything. And can you tell how to choose priorities? You know, for example, if, uh, especially business owners, they need to do a lot of things that uh, big companies can delegate to departments, to professionals. But when you need to decide something that nobody can help you and you need to choose priorities, tell about your method to explain what focus means. Well, you really want to look at what is going to be generating revenue as part of your prioritizing your list of things to do. And like, like everyone has, has a bunch of things they'd love to do. I have all these videos I want to upload onto YouTube 
And I just don't every day. I'm like, okay, I got to do it tomorrow. I got to do it tomorrow. Sometimes whether you have a staff person to do that or you're hiring a, uh, a, a virtual admin to do that is very worth the, the spend you're making to buy your time back. And now you can use it for other things. But I think time management is one of the biggest things that people take lightly. And if you're able to balance your day a little stronger, you're, it's amazing how much more you can get accomplished and how that benefits the bottom line moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned a few times about coaching. Uh, can you tell your methods how to lead businesses to, in the right direction? Because uh, uh, what I usually see when you can uh, provide some ideas, uh, practical tips, but uh, it's common issue uh, when companies implement only 40% of all recommendations. For example, if they pay you ten thousand dollars yeah uh six thousand can be wasted because have no resources money other excuses so can you tell your methods how to simplify this experience uh, that companies need to implement something new and uh how to control and manage the process well i think the key that, that i found very successful is this working document and we are always referring back to it on a regular basis, myself and my clients, to make sure that we are accomplishing what we need to and then measuring it against sales goals. So if your goal is to increase sales 15% at the end of the year, there's certain increments you'll need to do that monthly and quarterly to, to uh, make sure that happens. Now, not everything, not each month is going to be equal in sales, and that has a lot to do with your sales cycle, with the, uh, with the focus of what your uh, customers' needs are. So you know that July might be a much bigger month than September is and, and with those balances. But it's working through the issues that are necessary and then, again, being measurable in how you're doing this to make sure you're testing that things are working or not working. And if they are working, pushing forward. If they're not, if they aren't working, trying to uh, adapt and find some better solution to that and uh and you'll you'll start to see the growth and that's what happens with my clients you, you we we i i love the seeing that that um that feeling of um understanding by the third month of all the things we've been layering in because now things are starting to click into uh the gear that uh that we've both been looking for and hoping for and uh and then that opens up new opportunities to add more things onto this list to keep the business growing and growing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about testing. I love this part. Uh, I can live without testing experiments because nobody knows what actually will work. And can you tell how to test in the right way, especially some marketing channels take time, you know, to analyze how it works, uh, what to fix, how to go ahead. And you can fail a lot. I failed many times. That's okay. You can't be successful everywhere. Uh, and according to some data, uh, most websites have uh, organic reach to specific pages by having a lot of other pages without traffic. So can you tell your methods how to test, how to find things that you need to test? Uh, yeah, any anything about experiments? Well, that's tracking. You have to really be tracking everything that you're doing. You have to have an understanding of what metrics you're looking at as well. So if you're putting up different posts on social media, you're trying to track 
the likes, the comments, and the uh, and the um, the amount of people that are actually seeing that post. If you are running a promotion and and use use this uh, use this line to to um, to say this or bring in a coupon to bring it to to give it get a discount, you want to see how many people are using it and and really doing the math on your ROI based on what has been. Um, invested in that ad to get people to bring it in and having people actually brought it in. So, and then assess, is it the problem of the periodical or was the ad not speaking to the audience? They really didn't find it in that, in, in that uh, blend of other ads that are out there. And uh, it's, so you, it may take forever. Like I, uh, I love um, the, the, the show that just ended the, the, the fabulous Mrs. Maisel. And would she go up there as a comedian on stage She'd have these jokes, but the jokes may have different twists and versions to it every time that she's trying to tighten up her set to see how you can get the most laughs out of a joke and, and, and different lines to it. So it's, it, you may have the concept, but you always have to keep tinkering to make sure you're, you're getting the, 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 the biggest response or the biggest laugh in, in, this, in this example for all the efforts that you're making. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, you both. Howard, I want to ask about your strong side. You know, it's interesting. I spoke with a lot of great marketing experts, Ryan Fishkin, Neil Patel, many others, uh, Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle. And I found that everyone has their strong side. And I'm interested why customers need to cooperate with you. Why they need to hire you? Uh, why you are better than a million other companies, agencies, freelancers, marketing experts uh, in the market, and how you can help more than others? I, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. I'm going to try to answer it in certain ways. I think my one of my biggest strengths is my compassion. I understand the pain that the small business owner is going through. I've gone through it as a small business owner. I've worked in different um, uh, capacities in my career. I've ran two different marketing advertising agencies and dealt with those uh, uh, companies that uh, had hired us for their marketing and seeing their growth and, and challenges. So I I understand the challenge of of not fully understanding where where they're, where they're at at that point, how to answer the questions that are clear day to day, and even some that are not clear that are that are challenging them to keep their business moving forward. And I I really enjoy when they're getting the right answers and those implementations are working and seeing how that uh, that really affects them because it doesn't just affect the business. It may it'll, it'll affect revenues, it'll affect how you feel about yourself and that'll affect your family as well. You'll come home happier and uh, and change your interactions there as well. So it's, it's, it's really having that understanding that one small thing can have lots of different reactions. Yeah, nice, nice, awesome. And... Uh... We uh, chatted a little bit about mistakes, failures, and uh, what I found, uh, companies usually have two types of mistakes. The first type, the, they can't avoid, so that's okay. If you do mistakes, you can learn from them. Uh, I personally made a lot of mistakes, even terrible mistakes, <laughs> uh, but we have no time machine. That's okay. You can learn from them to go ahead. It's the best way to get this education and some mistakes that you can avoid by learning to listen to this podcast, to learn from marketing books, any other places that you like. So can you list mistakes that companies can avoid from your experience uh, uh, that they still do, but can avoid? 
Uh, there, there are a lot of them um, because there are a lot of pitfalls out there. I think it's, it's having a really good understanding of the needs of what a, owning a business is and, uh, and making sure that you're addressing those situations before the business opens. If you want to talk about getting rid of solving mistakes, that's the first and foremost place for people to start because lots of business owners skip steps amongst the, the, the process of starting the business. And then you find them along the way. And there's a challenge because they didn't get them addressed at the beginning. Some of them are are, are small, some are big, not dealing with uh, insurance, uh, not dealing with putting in the right uh, human resources uh, applications in the process. Those can be, could create some very big mistakes as, as, as time goes on. Uh, the, the honest truth is you can't stop mistakes from happening. Everyone's human is going to happen. It's how you react to the mistakes and how you and and move from them with, and learn from them and try not to replicate them. That's a real testament of a, of a strong business owner. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you know, especially when you start something new, all companies um, and uh, I usually do it as well. For example, we build high expectations. We are waiting for great results. But I remember when I started. To write press releases I, I wrote a bunch of press releases i pitched them and i got zero mentions zero links <laughs> uh, anything but i learned how it works i learned how it works and i hired experts who can write press releases i hire specialists who can pitch them to the right journalists and we got mentioned on cnn business insider many other great resources because of learning from mistakes how can do it <laughs> and uh howard i want to ask about your experience uh what iphone uh i usually get high results with clients who understand seo if they understand then we uh we, we know why we need to create high quality content what kind of content to create why it's more important to think about uh traffic value than to get more traffic uh so many other aspects uh if they don't i tell them take my course learn from lily ray uh mike phillips uh, go to Google, YouTube, just learn, read books, uh, listen to audio podcasts, find your loving format, but learn, learn to get the basic. Then you can co cooperate with great experts uh, because I do it myself. Uh, when I wrote this press releases, I fail, but I learn how it works. Uh, uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in marketing. What will you do today to learn from scratch? <laughs> That's very interesting. That's a very interesting question. I think the first thing I do is go to Google and and type in and ask for the, the top 10 experts in marketing and then go and start to do, read about them and read and, and whether they have books or, or uh, classes that they, they give and and try to learn from them and uh, see what they what pitfalls and issues they dealt with and things that they're, they're strong about. Um, I think finding setting up a schedule to read from different types of experts on a regular basis and different periodicals is going to be uh, a key components. And then it's, but, and then moving after that, a lot of the implementations on marketing depends on what your task is. Is your task building a website for a company and on all the different aspects of content and SEO and, uh, and implementations that are involved in that? Is it creating a social media campaign? Is it, uh, is, is it just creating a, uh, um, distributables that they that they're going to give out at meetings or a uh, or a big conference. 
it's there's a lot of different tasks in marketing, a humongous amount of tasks in marketing, and it's just trying to learn the best implementations and and uh, and being a sponge, as I like to say. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. And uh, my final question about the future. Uh, I want to ask you, take your crystal ball and tell what kind of future will be. We have AI today. Uh, Apple is going to launch a headset. I don't know what will be with this headset, but like augmented reality. Uh, probably virtual reality will come. We don't know, but marketing is uh, going ahead. So can you tell how to learn? How, how to adapt to the possible future in the long plan strategy and your prediction about the future. The, the future, things happen so quickly. So yesterday, the, today's, today's yesterday's future. And uh, like, look, a month ago, we had major uh, social media uh, companies and, and that we've known for years. And all behold, one CEO decides to change the name of one. No one figured that was going to happen. Of course, as you as you read, you learn he's been trying to do this name for 15 years with varying success. Um, and uh, it's just keep your eyes open, learning. There's, there's so many things out there you, you, that uh, that are so helpful. I just saw something today which was amazing. It's a pair of goggles that deaf people can wear. And inside the lens, it is now starts to uh, give you the closed caption of someone talking directly to them. So it's not just reading the lips, but you can also read the words that people are saying. I think technology is amazing. What we're able to do now in comparison to what we were able to do 100 years ago is is amazing. And just think about what, what's going to happen in the next 100 years, what, uh, what we'll be able to do. So just uh, embrace it and keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I remember marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital and whatever future will be, you can adapt just uh, to learn digital marketing and human psychology because I think technologies change, but people uh, are the same, you know, <laughs> human psychology the same. When I read this great books from Josh Ugerman, many other great experts, people are the same. Even, you know, I can relate all insights from uh, these books to digital marketing, even uh, when these books were written before digital. Because, uh, yeah, it's the same to how it's important to retain audience, to personalize experience, many other things. So we need to adapt to technologies, but uh, to learn about the foundation of human psychology. <laughs> Howard, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. I love it. Valuable. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Well, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure to be here. Uh, the best ways to reach me is through my website, ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn and reach out to me directly there, Howard Walpuff. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the link uh, to the website in LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for the time. Love it. So valuable. I recommend to anyone to follow Howard on LinkedIn because you can see a lot of value. Keep learning, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. 
Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.